0: Welcome to the Climate Justice Central podcast. My name is Philipp Lemmerich. I'm a journalist based in Berlin in Germany. In this episode, we talk about a country that hasn't tapped into fossil fuels yet, but plans to do so soon, Senegal. Drilling is currently underway off the coast of St. Louis in the north of the country. The first gas is expected to flow in early 2024. But what does this gas exploration mean for Senegal? What are the critical aspects and how do the local people see this development? My guest today is Ibrahima Jam, coordinator at the Rosa Luxemburg Foundation in Dakar, Senegal. Hi, Ibrahima.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Ibrahim Jam, working since 2010 at the foundation. Uh, Today, my key subject is uh, climate justice, but I used to work on certain other subjects like natural resources in Africa. Also, use and and politics also were part of my subject. But today I would say that uh, it is only uh, climate justice and I try to work with some partner, local partners, even also in Nigeria and, and Mali too. And the issue is that to talk about climate, trying to sensitize, also to maybe advocate also about the issue that climate change is affecting
0: communities. Could you give us a brief overview of this fossil fuel project? So what is its scope, what is its current like status? Okay, first of all, maybe giving the, from the perspective of the, of
1: the community. I think it's very important because For the last five years, this subject of of gas is very current in our daily news, you know, and uh, but during all this time, one gap that we have seen was that the community had a lack of information about what is really exploitation of gas. You know, it's true that the government sees it as an opportunity, economic opportunity, because the social demand is too, 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 uh, too heavy. And maybe it could uh, help the country to stand, you know, and to remind you that Senegal is a poor country, and uh, that means all these discovery could bring hope, you know. That is one side, but the other side is that uh, Senegal has seven hundred kilometers of coastline, and uh, one of the major activities are fishery, and fishery is with the community. We have almost twenty thousand canoes going every time, you know, and each canoe you have to think that it is just like a small enterprise starting from 5% which is the smallest one to 15 until 60 and you can't imagine behind all the solidarity all the work behind with community families you know and it is very it is it is very heavy economically so that when we have when we discover gas or oil and want to exploit it the first question for the community is to see is there any way to to combine both having gas and we know that through the history that has been eco- uh, ecological issue maybe disaster that we and if you look not far from here like Nigeria as a country has known this t- through the 1950s but today what has it has it given to Nigeria or the community in the area where the gas has been mined you know that's why some 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 people here have a lot of a lot of thought thinking that they need information so that maybe the that that is in themselves
0: could be clarified. I had a conversation with like the communication officer of Petrosen, like the state owned um, energy company here in Senegal this morning. And he said, well, that's true that Nigeria has completely, I mean, they destructed their environment and also their local communities, but we want to do it differently here in Senegal. And we are actually doing it differently. Do you see it the same way? Is it like the the way that it's done at the moment? uh, Is it a good path that Senegal is taking? Since the beginning of this whole issue,
1: it's true. We have to admit that uh, the state has started to communicate on that, to try to maybe at the university, maybe some some department has been created, you know, on petroleum and so. And maybe they they have also talked about uh, the disaster we had in other countries. But the fact is that uh, I think one of the first steps would be to bring maybe help to this community, you know, thinking that today, what is the alternative to this 20,000 canoes, you know, what are they doing? They found them in a situation, uh, maybe a disaster situation, because we know the fishery had a lot of trouble here. We understand the threat from this community. The people need to be, to have more information, to have more hope that it will be different, you know, and to be clarified about the contracts, maybe, and what will be the alternative. We hope that it will be different, but we open our eyes and we are critical
0: about how things are going. Yeah, maybe one has also to mention that when you say the state is on its way, it's only on its way because there was so much pressure from civil society groups, right? Yes, I think since the beginning,
1: and, and, and I must admit that there was an evolution of the civil society stand, you know, in the beginning, a country like Senegal, imagine, you know, discover gas and uh, organizations standing to say no to this gas. It's just like a suicide, you know, they did not dare the big, at the beginning, you know, talking about it. But I think there was evolution today. They, they, they are making press conference, a press point, you know, and to talk about the situation. And uh, uh, we have met in St. Louis, for example, people who are really very, very direct on their speech. I remember once the response of one old fisher say was that those, those who will get money from this oil are the ones who are drinking the blood of the fisher. It is very strong to say that, but you have to understand that uh, uh, there is a big threat for them to see what will be. And today the first step that we have seen, if you go to Jatara, the people used to say that is uh, the reef in, in Saint Louis, today the fact is that there is restriction, that means the fisher cannot have access to this fishing area that is one step you know that means you are giving me something on the left hand but the right hand what do you what 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 is the 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 alternative i think there is a lack of alternative or at least there is no clear or frankly speech or maybe meeting to talk about that
0: let's zoom in a bit more uh, to the communities in st louis in the northern part of senegal so um there has been sea erosion for quite a while now. So lots of communities that used to live directly at the coastline have been displaced, actually. And then there has been like uh, overfishing for for years as well, right? And a lot of like unemployment and similar things. So there's a high vulnerability of those communities.
1: It's true. I mean, if you go to St. Louis today, what we call the Langa de Barbarie, 2017, there was a the first group that have been relocated to uh, what we call Harial. But in which condition, you know, we have been there. We see that they are in a very, very, they are somehow more vulnerable than before, because at least at the time that they were in front of the sea, their problem was just the coastal erosion, but they could feed themselves. They could afford means to satisfy their the, the livelihood. But where they are now relocated, you know, it's, it's more difficult and a lot of trouble, you know, kids cannot join school, you know, and people are in a certain disaster with lack of security. It is very, very difficult. And some step further, you will see there is another one who still are in temps, you know, for more than four years. You know, at the end of the day, there was no real help, you know, doing that. When we talk about the guys that mean all this area, there are people uh, as I remind you that in Saint-Louis they have almost 5,000 canoes, but 5,000 canoes are maybe the official one. It might be maybe 10 or 11,000. And all these people today are asking themselves, do they have something in their hand? At the end of the day, the next step is just to go, with uh, to migrate. You know? These are problems that uh, really, unfortunately,
0: this city of Saint-Louis is really uh, facing. But at the same time, if you take a look at uh, GTA, at the like, exploitation field in St. Louis, it's destined for export only and you don't really know how much money will flow into the state's account, right? So what is your take on, on this? Will it really like improve the living conditions of the communities in St. Louis? So we doubt
1: it on, on this fact, really, because it, I mean, we have to compare what we are losing and what we are winning. Losing fisher community, you know, with what they have, even as an entrance for for state, you know, because they are paying tax, you know. But fisheries, we used to say that it is the first economy in Senegal, you know. On the other hand, this platform, I mean, the gas that will be sold, we will divide it with Mauritania. It's not only the Senegalese ownership, you know. That means this needed also to be clarified. At the end of the day, we think that if this gas could maybe satisfy the the lack of energy here that we have that would be one point you know because we know that uh, today energy is very crucial for our development you know that's why you can find also some people who are not sceptic but who say that we need this gas to develop ourselves as if also our the government's stand is that europe has developed with its own resources we need also to do it and this is where i it's difficult to say no because you know, that today the whole world, if you are not having such a standard, you know, you have to know your place, you know. But at the end of the day, my thought was that this committee need to have something clear. Uh, security. And security, first of all, begin with livelihood, you know. I think the threat is bigger and bigger and bigger. And if the gas can be the the complement of that, I'm doubting it,
0: really. Mm-hmm. One of the arguments that I hear a lot from people who are in favor of the gas exploitation in Senegal is actually they say, well, countries from the global north have been exploiting their natural resources and not only their natural resources, but actually natural resources all around the world for like 200 years. Why shouldn't we like, be allowed to do so right now? What would be your response to this argument? The response will be
1: with a question that means, do we own our resources? That is the that is the key point because uh, let's take example of Nigeria since the 50s. You go to Gabun, you know, with just the first discovery. Everybody was dreaming to have a country with stability, you know, with all, with all these resources. Unfortunately, it was not the case. And there you have to take the responsibility to two parts. First of all, our governments you know, who I think were not really free to do how they wanted. But on the other hand, the, the exploitation, you know, look at France and, and Niger. Niger is the poorest country of the world. And Niger, the Niger's uranium is uh, lightning. I mean, France, you know, there is this, this, this difficulty. On the other hand, you see, uh, as I say, we, we need arguments. You know, sometimes you talk about someone saying that Africa's, contributing to less than 4%, you know, of the global pollution. And if you take Africa, I think we would have maybe South Africa, maybe the northern countries of Africa, like Morocco and, and so. Senegal's uh, part will be 0. 0.0000. So that these are also uh, things that we have to take care of, because sometimes you find somebody, you try to convince him but he will say that what I'm doing or what my country will do, how far will it be as a pollution of this country, you know? But I, I think we should not see it like that because the, the, the whole world is just like a village, you know? Something happening in Amazonia, we are sure that we will be affected, you know, seeing like Europe and, and so. It isn't made the other way to, to see it. But at the other on the other hand, I think we have alternatives. Solar part, solar energy is something. And uh, I think what this country would do because we must usually talk about reparation i think a country like germany could afford us this technology of that and i think that we have to work on these alternatives you know that is uh, given today on the other hand also we must be also independent in our how to define our economy because at the end of the day this guys why people are very sceptic is because since the independence we have never been free to develop our own economy or to be the owner of our economy. That's why this, this, this is a dialectic really that sometimes it's difficult to, to stand. Which side are you really? If you want to be honest, I mean. But at the end of the day, I think today we we have all the means to develop ourselves. We are not bound to develop ourselves like Europe has done it because today we see that Europe has is facing a lot of problem due to development. So that means we are not making this mistake. We understand that we, we have the chance to decide which way we are taking you know to avoid some mistake but all this economic uh, model that has been brought to us or sold to us i'm doubting that is, is really good for for humanity
0: so when we talk a bit more about like renewables what would you say would be necessary to really like um, accelerate um, the spread of renewables in senegal i mean do you need foreign investments? Do you need international partners? Is it more like the, the know-how, the knowledge that is missing so far? So what, what, what needs to be done to, to accelerate renewables as an factual, like real alternative to fossil fuel exploitation? I must admit that the state, the
1: state has done a lot of work on that, you know, with the cooperation with Germany. Today we have, a, I think the solar panel is very developed here. You know, if you need to go to the real area to see it is working. And I think this is opportunity. These are opportunities that we have to take, saying that we the sea, we can have resources from the sea, we can have resources from the air, we have we can have resources for the for the and that is possible. I am taking one example. I I visited one one enterprises, you know, what they're doing. They they are growing vegetables here that they export to Europe that has been done here and after they sorted it until having the standard for Europe and that will be sent to Aldi or all of that. But what was important for us as we were there, that means 80% of the energy that they're using is, is is solar. So that means, on the other way to be critical, people are coming in our country, are using our solar, so our, our sun, you know, and developing their economy and go back. That means we can do it. If we think that we must have gas or oil, or I don't know, maybe uh, this nuclear, I think there are other opportunities and there are facts that are here. That means this, this case needs to be developed, you know, and I think we, we need the will to have it. Also the support of, I would take Senegal that I, I pointed out, just Germany. Germany has developed this uh, solar and this is world champion of that. I think they can really afford the, what we need to be at least moving from 40% maybe to 70% or to 80%. But maybe it is uh, unrealistic what I'm saying or <laughs> idealistic, but these are facts no, that can be done, mm-hmm. really. We need cooperation, we need help, I would say, because help is sometimes very sensitive, but we need cooperation between how
0: the countries who are really world champions on all that. And it is possible. There's actually a study from a German think tank saying that uh, Senegal can turn to 100% renewables within the next decade or so. Well, the potential is here. And I mean, you can see it, it. There's so much sun, there's so much wind, there's the coastline everywhere. So basically what they are saying is that there is no need to invest more in fossil fuels, even though this is like the path that uh, politics is taking right now. I read this document, you know,
1: and I was use it uh, for one of my presentation because it's... Uh, it's very important, huh? I think it's very important to know that and but the will must follow you know from our country. The one point is that we are our countries are going in the debt system, you know, that make us more dependent, I think. I think we have to, to rethink how we would like to develop our country and to to invest for the youth here. you must see that youth are going out you know, just rushing out of this country, you know, and these are potential that could be, that could do something. As I saw this example of this, this, this enterprise you know, growing vegetables, sending it to Europe. That means we can do it. And the young boys who are going with lack of perspective and so to other countries, what are they doing as a job there? This is something that could be done here. But I think it is, it is very, very, very broad, you know, but I think the potential are here and we need to do it.
0: One last question maybe about civil society here in Senegal Um, because as I said in the beginning civil society seems to be pretty like vibrant and active uh, to me at least but at the same time there are some concerns if you're really like able to speak freely out there in the public if there are um, I don't know like disinformation campaigns from the government side if there are like threats somehow what is your take on this what is your experience when you uh, like cooperate with other civil society actors? How like free and democratic is it actually here in Senegal at the moment? We have witnessed
1: different phases. You know, I think before 2000, I mean, the political change we had by 2012, I think the civil society has played a big role. But what we have seen is after that, the major personalities from the they joined the government, I think it is sometime <laughs> It's important to say so. Being on the civil society means being on the sun, you know, whereas the the, the shadow is on the other side. You know, they have to they, they have to fight. You know, sometimes they don't have even means to satisfy the the, the families. And so, it is a hard choice being in the civil society side, and that made that we had really brilliant people here who after the uh, who joined the government that made the civil society wicked. But since we have also this issue of this gas, I think, uh, OK, we have we have had some situation, maybe the recent situation, but I think there was no problem here to express yourself freely on you. You have to to hear some radio stations, you know, where the, the title of this um, emission is what is not going on this country. And you see people talk freely, you know, and, and maybe because they are they are independent or maybe they can see they cannot see them. but they talk, you know, here I don't think it is a big problem. But maybe there are sensitivities, you know, and I think this gas issue in the, at the beginning was very sensible that people were saying, oh, if I say that, even in St. Louis, I used to hear that the governor used once said that who has to talk about it need my permission and so. But this situation changed, you know. We've been there, we talked about this gas and all its varieties and so, somewhere, okay or not. Some who maybe still are going on this clientelism, maybe these are these guys who will have maybe two, two voices, saying yes behind and in the front saying no. This, this play, we, we can see it. And I think it's not because of lack of freedom, but it is just that people who just look at their interest, you know, maybe it is something. But what I must say, I remember, Three years ago here, even the most radical ones were very sensitive to this subject and took time so that it has developed. Today, they can express themselves very freely on TV or even on radio. I mean, it has it has developed
0: somehow, on a positive way, I would say. This is maybe something that leaves us with a bit of hope. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ibrahim. <laughs> I'm very pleased. <laughs> So thank you for tuning in today. you find more information on this podcast and other interesting topics related to climate justice on our website, climatejusticecentral.org. Thank you and goodbye.